Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast, a breakfast edition ahead of the Scotland-Tonga game coming up this Saturday. Gregor Townsend has named his first 15 of the 2021-2022 international season. So it's David, Matt and Alan together first thing in the morning to dissect that and look forward to the big game. Matt, have you had your breakfast? What did you have? Just having a coffee at the moment. Nothing, nothing more exciting than that. Nothing more exciting. Alan, what, what have you got? Currently staring at a large Costa Caramel Latte. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's going down so smooth. Your it's, poor it's body. <laughs> <laughs> wow, very, very good. Little, in, little insight into the lives, the sort of the um, Presbyterian black coffee of Matt Haney and the sort of the largesse of a caramel latte for Alan. So, obviously, we're going to spend an awful lot of time today dissecting that first Scotland squad. But before we do get started, just a quick welcome to our brand new partners, the guys over at Matchpint, who we're working with throughout the Autumn Series. If you don't know who Matchpint are, they are the number one app for finding the pubs that are showing your favorite sport. So, get yourself onto the Apple App Store, download the Matchpint app. That is step one. Step two, get onto the Guinness pint predictor game within that you get to predict all the scores for the upcoming autumn internationals that's step number two step three go into the leagues and join our league thistle all caps that's thistle in the leagues and then you get to compete against us plus all the other thistle listeners we've got hundreds of people in there at the moment it's going to be really good fun if you guess a game within 10 points, if you get the score prediction within 10 points you win a pint that you can give to a friend get it within five win a pint yourself. 
if you sign up in the next three days to our league, you're guaranteed a free pint of Guinness. What is not to like? We're going to be coming back to talk about our predictions for the game uh, later on. But first, why don't we get into that starting 15? Um, I'll just run you through it very, very quickly. And then, Matt, I'll come to you first for your um, initial thoughts. Front row, the greatest showman makes his Scotland debut um, alongside George Turner and Xander Ferguson in the front row. Jamie Hodgson and Rob Harley playing a young and old combo in the second row and then a very familiar back row, Jamie, Rich, Jamie Ritchie, Hamish Watson and Matt Fagerson. Uh, returning line, Ali Price at nine, partnering Blair Kinghorn at 10. There'll be plenty to say about that. In the centres, Sam Johnson and Sione Tupilotu um, reviving their Glasgow form for Scotland in the back three is I think what the correct term is absolutely fucking Jets. Rufus McLean, Kyle Stain, and Darcy Graham. Matt, what do you think of Gregor Townsend's banter 15 for the game against Tonga? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think uh, I think it actually looked a lot stronger than I mean, we thought it would, mainly because of the decision to play uh, Price, Ferguson, and, and Watson, the, the Lions there. Um, despite them, I, I don't think Watson's had any game time since the Lions and, and Price and Ferguson have only had that runner against Leinster. So I think when you, when you put them into the mix and, and add it to those exciting guys that you talked about, like um, Tupelo, Tustain, McLean, um, Schumann as well, oh, it, it starts to look like a pretty pretty decent team. Um, and I think particularly that back line isn't, going to die wondering it's it's it'd be interesting to see how Kinghorn plays but it seems as if that's a pretty attacking setup that Townsend's gone with so yeah it'd be interesting to see how they go I'm pretty excited by it really Alan what do you think do you think this has been sort of the plan for Blair Kinghorn for the last sort of two months that there's been sort of a an effort within I, I think they have mentioned that they were planning to play him in the summer at 10, maybe for sort of one game and Ross Thompson for the other. But do you think there's clearly been sort of a meeting at the SRU and for some reason sort of Jim Mallander, Mike Blair, Townsend have sort of smashed heads and decided that Kinghorn's future is either as a 10 or at least a sort of a 10-15 com- combo? I like that image of them smashing heads together as they're trying to come up with a, a, a solution. Um would explain yeah. a lot of SRU decisions if that's how they reach them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because um, Steve Dodson has been quite good at that, actually. He's quite a big lad. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I think that is the only conclusion you can come to. But to me, it doesn't necessarily make that much sense when, obviously, you have Russell and Hastings, who are nailed on tens. And with Thompson emerging in the last year or so, you'd like to think he was number three. Um but then you look at fullback and obviously Hogg is the incumbent there. But beyond that, the depth isn't amazing. And I'd say that Kinghorn has had his best performances for Edinburgh um, at fullback and done pretty well for Scotland on the wing when he had chances. And I know there's Cole Forbes to come, but I don't think there's an obvious successor to Hogg there. So I would have thought they would have stuck with him uh, as, a, as a fullback option. Yeah, interesting. Wonder, oh, sorry, Ram. I was just going to say, oh, I guess with Darcy moving to 15, clearly they potentially see something there in terms of just his ability. He's, I feel like he's always going to be a starting wing, but 
he's going to be potentially able to sort of cover 15 if needed in some of those matches. Um, I was just going to pick out before we move on from, from Kinghorn, a couple of comments that um, Townsend gave yesterday, um, which Alan, you'll, you'll feel very um, positive about um, where he says, I certainly see him as a 10 with lots of potential. Blair feels a real positive, whether he ends up there for a long term or not, because he is much more engaged. I see Blair having the ability to play anywhere in that back line, probably not nine, but you could also see him step up at 13. So that's a tacit endorsement of your um, King Horn at 12 campaign from the national coach. Further evidence that Townsend probably listens to the pod. (laughs) Yeah. I do think it's probably Blair Kinghorn in terms of sort of natural talent is definitely in sort of top three professional Scottish rugby players. And I think of probably players over, let's say, 22, he's potentially still got the highest sort of ceiling in terms of where he is now to sort of where he could get to. Now, I still think when you sort of break down all his sort of skills and sort of capabilities, 15 still seems like the obvious position, but clearly there is reasons why they just don't think or and to be fair, I don't think King's Kinghorn's form over the last sort of 12 to 18 months has been that great. But it's just, you know, I wonder whether he's going to be someone that's going to eventually sort of just end up not getting that many caps or ending up just having a lot of caps off the bench because he ultimately has just never quite managed he's never going to have a sort of nailed out position for the national team. Absolutely. Um we t- touched on touched on Darcy at fifteen. Not somewhere he's played a huge amount in the pro game. But Matt, are you looking forward to seeing him? Perhaps with maybe getting his hands on the ball a little bit more in uh, in a bit more space. Yeah, I, I would still primarily see him as a winger. I, I suppose it, it adds options, giving him a run out of fifteen. Um, you know, he's not known for his kicking game, for instance, and and, and we know now that. You know, you can't just run everything back from fullback. Even Stuart Hogg can't do that. Um, and Stuart Hogg's shown his value to that Scotland team, the fact that he's got a good boot. Um, but maybe that's something that he's been working on and, and will try it out against Tonga. Um, it, it, it'll also be interesting how he links up with the other back three players. Because um, I just think there is there's so much excitement in, in those three guys and, Hopefully they're they're able to to combine and, and get their hands on the ball as much as possible. But yeah, Darcy Green's been in such good form this season, and it'd just be nice to see him. Um, hopefully, given a lot of license to to run with the ball and, and have a go. Yeah. Would you have thought of that? Those three that he would be the most suitable to play fifteen. Sorry. Would you have thought of those three that are starting in the back the back back three? So Stain, McLean and Graham, would he have been your natural choice to be 15? Probably ahead of Stain. I think McLean has played fullback before and I kind of felt like he, until Cole Forbes came along, he was maybe talked of as an option at 15. Um, I haven't seen enough of McLean to know whether he has that positioning sense. and I mean, he seems pretty good at it so far and particularly that kicking game. Um, you know, potentially Graham's the most intelligent rugby player out, out of the three, um, and arguably the most experienced. So maybe it makes sense. Talking about McLean there, Alan. 
deserved deserved debut for for Rufus McLean? Yeah, absolutely. I think I can't remember what the stats were that we put in the the newsletter this week, but basically in the top five or at least top three, even for meters gained, clean breaks, like basically all your sort of major attacking stats. So. I know, absolutely crushing it in a Glasgow team that's not been overtly sort of attacking over the the last sort of kind of the initial sort of five games of the season. And then also, I think probably the bit that's gone a little bit under the radar is just his general sort of intensity and sort of desire and defence. I think it's been sort of quite, quite evident that he's sort of, you know, been bringing quite a lot to that part of his, part of his game. And it's probably one of the reasons why he's had such a quick sort of, um, push up into the the national team but yeah can't wait just just hope and you know i'm sure they i'm sure they will you know that back three ultimately they're probably not the best back three if you're playing like a highly kicking side but ultimately you're playing tonga so i can't imagine they're going to have to be dealing with like big like boots but into the backfield or like loads of high balls i imagine they're going to get a lot of time with ball in hand and i imagine it'd be a pretty actually good game for McLean and Graham to kind of show what they can do. 100%. It is super exciting. The amount of pace in that back three is uh, really, really something to look forward to. But at the other end of the pitch, the more grunt, um, I think on Twitter we described it as a savage front row, welcoming Pierre Sherman uh, into the the Scotland fold um, with George Turner and Lion Xander Fagerson. Matt, Tonga won't be relishing that prospect of a front row, will they? Yeah, I, I think it's a good mix of scrummaging ability. Um, I think it was against the Bulls recently that, that Schumann and Nell were absolutely dominant at set piece and we know what Sandra Ferguson can do. Um, and then in the loose, just the overall ability of that back three to be really, of that, sorry, front three to be really destructive um both in the carry and in defense um and it's something really interesting about pierre sherman's photo in the in the sort of image that the siu have put out he almost looks like he's sort of squaring up to the cameraman he's at a slight angle and he really looks like he's you know he's quite angry about being picked for scotland which is really it's always nice to see from a front row i saw he'd written on he did a post about it on twitter saying you know dream come true and you know I think it's easy to be like cynical about that kind of thing but he does seem to have genuinely bought into Edinburgh and Scotland yeah um, like massively um I think the other interesting selection is Ollie Kev on the bench um presumably yes he's the cover for um tight head and traditionally is a loose head and Glasgow has sort of been trying him out in that position recently I imagine with some directions from Scotland um, because it's a position where we're maybe lacking a bit of depth. So it's quite a nice, it, you know, it depends on how it goes in that position because I think they are, they're far more different than people think, but it's a nice little bit of depth they've, they've added there. Yeah. It'd be really interesting to see uh, how much time he gets there um, on Saturday. One area I don't think we need to talk about the merits of Richie Watson and Fagerson in the back row. Second rows, Alan, were you surprised to see Jamie Hodgson and, and Rob Harley? I was surprised by a few. I was actually surprised that Jamie Ritchie started this game. I, I wasn't that surprised 
that Hamish Watson and Matt Ferguson are in. Matt Ferguson sort of been off the bench a few times for Glasgow, but hasn't had that much game time. So I think important for him to get as, as much game time as possible, sort of coming into those, that Australian South Africa game. And, you know, same with Hamish Watson. He's had a bit of a break, obviously, post-Lions. But Jamie Ritchie's had a lot of game time for Edinburgh this season. I thought they might get someone like Luke Crosby in, or if Rory Darge hadn't been injured, they would have got him in for this game. And, and maybe that's why Richie is playing because yeah. I think Roy Dodge is, is, is in a moon boot of some kind and out for a couple of weeks. But yeah, I have to admit, didn't see Rob Harley coming. I thought two years ago that I like, got a lot of time for Rob Harley, great servant of Glasgow and Scotland. But I thought maybe post-2019, that was kind of, he was shifting into, I'm just regularly playing for Glasgow at second. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Row of six for the next sort of two to three years. But, you know, I guess fair fair play. I imagine if obviously Cummings um, was was available, he wouldn't, he wouldn't sort of be in. But clearly they think they need a bit of experience, maybe around the sort of line out as well, just to kind of have someone sort of marshalling that that area. And then I know we've sort of talked pretty positively about Marshall Sykes and I, over the last sort of few weeks, and it feels like at Edinburgh, he's sort of ahead of Jamie Hodgson in, in sort of pecking order. So I was a little bit surprised to see Hodgson kind of get in ahead of, um, ahead of Marshall. Is, um, do we know if Gilchrist is, is injured? Cause that seems, you know, it would have been the obvious guy to put in there if he was, if he was fit to partner one of the young guns. Yeah, yeah. And, and if not, it's, it's quite an interesting, it seems a bit strange not to select him there. Considering ultimately Harley hasn't you know, really played that much. He's sort of become that five slash six option off of the bench. Whereas Gilchrist, to be fair to him, I think, you know, started um, that game against France in the Six Nations and played really well. And seem to be coming on to you know recapturing a bit of his old form. So it's, it seems a bit strange that he's not in there, given the lack of experience in that position. I'm just trying to see. I can't see any uh, anything announcing injury for Grant Gilchrist. Um, and as we're just one last thing on the on the starting fifteen, there's another another debutant there, and I think it is um, one that we're probably all a little bit surprised about if we'd taken it at face value and he was first announced as a Glasgow player, uh, outside Sanda Sione to obviously joined from the Japanese top league. Um, but he's quite quickly become a regular fixture in that Glasgow team. And 
Matt, are you looking forward to seeing him running out, running out for Scotland? Yeah, and I, I think he, the fact he can play 12 and 13 uh, adds a nice bit of versatility to the, to the squad. Um, I think it'd be good for him to be playing with Johnson giving, and, and having stayed McLean outside him. Gives him a nice bit of familiarity as he, as he comes into that team. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's done pretty well for Glasgow so far. Um, and I think he's maybe been, as Alan said last week, like uh, had a bit more finesse than we maybe expected. So it'd be interesting to see how Townsend uses him. Because um, I think that he's quite a nice almost decoy option in some way to to get the ball out into those wider spaces and get the ball into the hands of, of a McLean or a Stane. So... Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how he goes. Seems to love the, the kind of physical side of things as well as having that bit of subtlety. So a nice all-round option to have. That Japanese scout just cruising into his end-of-year review, just oh. like, oh, I have nailed it. Five out of five bonus royalties coming his way. He is He has crushed it. Imagine if he's got like this ludicrous bonus scheme that the SRU put in because they're like, there's no way you're going to find anybody. And he's just like named his price and he's just rolling in, taking home six figures at the end of the year. Absolute dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, other debutants, um, Matt, what do you think of the Peter Vardy logo on the front of the Scotland shirt? Um, I mean, when you combine that with Sam Johnson's ill-fitting, almost... Unbelievable. It looks almost... Fo- I, at first I thought it was photoshopped, like he'd missed the shoot or something and they had to rush it through. But he has been given, I don't know, the reserve prop shirt or something. There's something about the way it's obviously been cut to look at the, uh, to sit on the background. They've cropped his hair quite funny. He does look about like 12 and he's been Mm. given like a shirt to grow into by his mum. He's just like, look, this will be fine in two or three years. (laughs) Do you not think the Peter Vardy logo is just a tad too big? I think you just need to contract it. It's quite high. Yeah. It's just positioned weird. I think it's too big. I think you need it <laughs> down. Yeah, I think you're right. I think down maybe an inch and then contract to maybe a quarter of the size. And I actually think that home shirt would be a very nice piece of kit. Yeah, I do. I do think it's quite nice. Um, I'm not 100% against the Peter Vardy logo, but it is. I think there's something not quite right about it. I just can't put my finger on it. Kind of looks like a mustache, like November sign a little bit. <laughs> Well, maybe it is. Maybe that's the whole point. That could be it. I've just completely missed that. <laughs> um, what else? To, what else to talk about? I mean, there's a couple couple of interesting bits on the bench. We obviously talked about Ollie Kevin and Marshall Sykes, Jamie Doby being preferred on the bench. Obviously, likely to get a to get a cap. Um, and you talk about you were talking earlier about Blair Kinghorn's sort of ceiling. Jamie Doby, youngest man in the squad, sort of now looking like he's going to get his first cap. He seems to be the next off, next cab off the rank of this sort of famous sort of scrum half lineage that Scotland always seems to have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I wonder if for the rest of the autumn internationals, it'll be price starting with with Horn on the bench, and they just saw, saw this as an opportunity yeah. for for Doby to get a little bit of game time, and obviously, probably best to not start him given the fact that King Horn's starting at 10 for Scotland for the for the first time. But yeah I reckon I reckon he's off the bench 55 minutes and he's getting getting a brace. As Tonga begin to tire, Jamie Doby is just gonna 
he's going to get at least one. That's my that's my yeah. bet that I might have a look at. I could see easily see Dolby just like a little inside line off like a centre, just kind yeah. of going in under the posts. It's uh, one of those ones for like the tongue and defence sort of pretty much given up just as the pass is given. And it's just sort of right in under the posts. One hundred percent. I think because I think Rufus McLean, I was reading, is going to be the first player to be born after two thousand to represent Scotland. And then when Jamie Doby gets off the bench, he'll be the second player. I was, um, I was looking, I was checking to see whether one of those two was potentially the, the youngest guy to ever debut for Scotland, just because they seem so young. Um, but Matt Ferguson debuted at 19, which is nuts. Yeah. That's the thing um, that we always, we've talked about this recently, how much, how young Matt Ferguson is and how much we forget that. Yeah, and then realised, and then Googled it, and the youngest guy to ever play for Scotland was 17 in 1875, Ninian Finlay. <laughs> 17. I don't know what position he was. Is there anyone younger than Matt Ferguson in the modern era, like a Johnny Beattie or an Adam Ash from back in the day? No, Beattie's the, um, Ferguson's the youngest. Doesn't John Barkley get called into a squad when he was 18? I think he did, never but got, never got yeah. a cab. Yeah, exactly. It's um, say what position? Oh, he's a halfback. This Ninian Finley lad. He's a Rodney. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> the, it'd be interesting to see whether Ross Thompson comes on at ten or comes on in his new position of fullback. I don't really quite understand why Ross Thompson isn't starting this match. It feels kind of like the perfect match to give Ross Thompson his debut. Mm. And it feels like, whilst obviously I'm sure Blair Kinghorn has scope to be a very good 10, ultimately, like Ross Thompson has proved both last season and this season that he's got the potential to be a really good 10 already. <laughs> and clearly, with Russell and Hastings, we've got a lot of depth at 10, but it'd be good to have Ross Thompson as this kind of third, third option. I think that's probably the other reason why, from a Scotland lens, don't really get the sort of drive to put Kinghorn in at 10 because ultimately if you've got Russell Hastings and then Thompson coming through then your depth is is relatively strong yeah as we discussed on this last pod it doesn't make sense but as reading to like we'll put it on our social media page the the Tunis interview in the Guardian I think he's really effusive about Blair but then again I suppose he's not going to like bag him in the press two days before the game is he yeah, probably best not to. It's like, look, we, we don't know. He could be a bit shit, but it's we just thought it'd be fun to try. All right, cool. Thanks. Thanks, Tony. Do you think this team suggests that Scotland are pretty confident that they're going to be able to beat Tonga at a bit of a canter? Well, well, as we said, it's still not 100% clear how strong the Tongan team is. I, looking at their squad, it feels like they're going to have to have their French and English-based players included. Because even with those players, Scotland, yeah. I think, are 30, 40 points better than them. If they don't have their English and French players, I A, don't know how they get a team on the pitch, but B, it could be sort of like 60, 70 points. So you exciting. Question, yes, Scotland. <laughs> well, I think Tudy will be expecting... And I think Scotland, Scotland team should be expecting to win this sort of broadly at a canter. I imagine you'll have sort of 
a pretty big sort of upfront battle for the first sort of 25, 30 minutes. But you'd like to think that Scotland will have sort of the skill and and fitness to sort of pull away, especially sort of in that second half. Absolutely. Well, why don't we have a look at into our predictions of the match pint, Guinness pint predictor. Um, as I say, download the, uh, the match pint app, get onto the Guinness pint predictor and join the league. That's Thistle. Um, all caps lock. The league is called Thistle and you can join others, listeners to the pod. The winner of that league is also going to get a signed match ball signed by the whole Scotland squad or just the captain. I haven't had that 100% confirmed yet. So I think actually probably just the captain would be better. Signed by everyone would just be too many. Um, but anyway, there's going to be a signed Scotland match ball for the winner of our league, as well as lots of opportunities to win pints. Matt, I'll come to you first. Talk to me about your predictions for the Tonga game and then also for the Wales and New Zealand game later on in the day. Yeah, I've just been you know, trying to find a, a sense of what the Tonga squad looks like and you know, I don't think the union really has a website. And even on Twitter, they, their Twitter account seems to have been dormant since about 2019. So it is a bit of a step into the unknown, I suppose. But I think this Scotland team will have far too much for Tonga. I think the selection of the Lions um, and, you know, the uh, likes of Jamie Ritchie, George Turner, for instance, in the forwards, it's, it's pretty savvy from Townsend. I think it gives them the experience and cool heads and, and should allow those exciting guys to, to show their stuff. So I've gone a 25-point victory on the Match Point app. I've actually gone 25 as well. Um, I've just been looking it up. Paddy Power have got Scotland as 33-point favourites. Alan, in the Match Point app, are you, are you saying they're going to beat the spread or, or not? Um, I'm actually relatively close to you guys. We're all sort of kind of around the same area. So I'm 27. So just under the spread. Just under the spread. And Alan, obviously, we're going to be watching this at Freya's first birthday party on Saturday. Split, a big day for her. Scotland International first, and then a New Zealand International later in the day. How you? How? Uh, what are you putting into the app for, for the New Zealand-Wales game later on? So I think it's going to be back-to-back birthday wins for Freya. Big day for Freya. Big, big old day. Um, twenty-seven. So twenty-seven points for Scotland. Twenty-two points for New Zealand. Ooh, bit of a blowout. Yeah, I think sort of talks about actually that Wales team that they managed to pull together isn't as bad as I thought. I thought with some of the players in England and some of the injuries, it might be relatively weak. But actually, that, that sort of backline, and they've still got people like your your Win Jones and your Alan Win Jones, etc. That's pretty strong. But I kind of a lot of these New Zealand Wales games seem to sort of be relatively close until sort of the mid fiftieth minute, and then New Zealand just sort of score a couple, like maybe like two quick tries, and they end up sort of pulling away. So I think twenty two points, maybe like a, a thirty seven. Trying to do my maths now, fifteen. Very very nice. I've gone for New Zealand by fifteen, but I'm beginning to think that's a little bit light. So maybe I'll bump it up um, slightly. Matt, what about you? Yeah, I've gone by 20 points. I think that although Wales are, are hamstrung in terms of selection, they it's going to be the first, I think, you know, full Principality Stadium for a long time. And they do always turn it on in front of their home crowd and are never sort of that far away from New Zealand in recent years. But yeah, I think 20, 25 points make sense. 
Well, there we go. Well, we'll come back next week. Obviously, we'll be checking that up. As I say, get onto the Match Pint app and sign up for Guinness Pint Predictor. If you get the scores within 10, you win a pint that you can gift to one of your mates. And if you get it within five, you're winning pints yourself. And sign up by the 31st before all the rugby starts and you'll bag yourself a guaranteed free pint of Guinness. So that is a bloody good deal if you ask me. So Autumn Nations Cup kicking off this weekend. Very, very excited. The Bezos Cup. Um, it would be nice if Jeff Bezos presents it to the winner. I'd really enjoy that. I don't know if they've managed to secure him yet, but we will be with you podding throughout the autumn and we'll be doing newsletters as well. So get yourself on the Substack, This is Scottish Rugby Podcast um, and sign up to our newsletter. Follow us on Twitter, Thistle Rugby Pod and on Instagram, Thistle underscore rugby underscore pod. And uh, we will be with you throughout this exciting autumn series. But until then, I think it's time for us to go to work, lads. Sounds sounds like a plan. Sounds bad, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds really bad. Anyway, thanks a lot for listening. Cheers. See ya. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.